Diaz from Palamos. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 29th of June, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. There have been quite a few sudden U-turns this week and none bigger than Maria Gaidiola's People's Party leader in Extremadura. After her strong comments against ruling with the far-right-leaning party Vox, led by Santiago Abascal in Extremadura last week, Guardiola has been told to lower her tone to avoid media noise as it makes the Partido Popular look bad amid the upcoming general elections. Since then, she has rectified her comments, reassuring voters that she is, quote, aware that respect and dialogue in Extremadura is essential, end quote further adding that both parties share a common goal in reversing socialist policies. Yeah, respect and dialogue, that's not so big for Fox, but okay. Another reason for her sudden change of heart could also be because a leaked audio message by Guardiola's former PR advisor, Santiago Martinez Vares, and the leaked audio Martinez Vares, who works for the PR company Rebellious Words, told a Sevillian Vox counselor that his only aim in life is to, quote, end the party led by Santiago Abascal. End quote. Since then, Rebellious Words has announced its separation from the contract from Maria Guardiola. While Extremadura continues with its leadership struggles, Vox has announced its candidate to preside over the autonomous Valencian government. On Monday the 26th, Vox leader Santiago Oscal announced that Llanos Maso will be the new president of the Valencian parliament with a total of 53 votes, 40 of which came from the regional Partido Popular deputies and 13 from Vox. Maso is openly anti-choice and considers herself extremely religious. She has also criticized the former regional executive many times regarding its legislation on sex education, as well as other traditional preoccupations of the right. On the same day, over 200 women from various Valencian feminist groups banded together to protest against the government agreement, shouting fascists out of the institutions. Continuing with Vox, political parties increased their advertising efforts as part of the pre-electoral campaign. Vox has annoyed a lot of people with theirs. The Madrid Zone Electoral Board told Vox on Monday the 26th that they have 24 hours to remove a giant poster they hung on the side of Casa de las Bolas on Calle de Alcalá in the city center. The poster depicts a hand wearing a bracelet with the Spanish flag and a piece of trash in its hand. Underneath the poster are symbols of everything the party opposes or is critical of, like feminism, the LGTBIQ plus flag, the flag representing Catalan independence movement, all of them going into the trash with the slogan, decide what matters. Although this type of content isn't illegal, the Madrid board said it is unnecessarily provocative. It also violates the rulings against electoral propaganda, as many oppositional politicians warn the message from their poster do nothing to promote peaceful coexistence and could increase hate crimes. While Vox and the Partido Popular band together in regional areas, the Spanish Socialist Workers' Party, or PSOE, is trying to rehabilitate the image of the current president, Pedro Sánchez, through its pre-election campaigns of debate, talk shows, and new policies. After the local election and regional election results, it's clear that Sánchez has lost traction and support. The socialist image could have been damaged because of his government's controversial yes-is-yes law, which kind of got a little messed up or because of supposed pacts with Morocco, Pesoic connections with the Catalan independence movement and the Basque Party, Bildu, just to name a few reasons. Still, with the general election on the 23rd of July, some ask if there's enough time to recover. One person who doesn't seem to be struggling is Alberto Núñez Feijó, a 
or so it seems. On Wednesday, the 28th, Feijo, leader of the Partido Popular, joined the El Hormiguero TV program on Antenna 3 program to discuss his party's position for the upcoming general elections. The interview achieved a historical record, reaching just over 3 million views. Contrast, Sanchez's interview last week reached about 2 million. Both leaders are now gearing up for their face-to-face debate on the 10th of July. Political landscape's heating up. So is the weather. In May of this year, the Ministry of Health introduced a national plan for preventative actions to combat the effects of excessive temperatures on people's health, which will be in place until the 30th of September. As part of these measures, the ministry aims to establish regional reference thresholds for maximum and minimum temperatures, as temperatures affect each region differently. Alerts will be issued if a region reaches its maximum or minimum temperatures. Main hope of these measures is to unify information on alerts for higher temperatures through a health and climate change observatory. Speaking of new measures, considering the government is mid-campaign, they're delaying plans to remove the mandatory use of face masks in hospitals and pharmacies. Since February 2023, using face masks on public transport hasn't been mandatory. However, it has been in healthcare centers, pharmacies, and hospitals. Friday the 23rd, the Spanish National Health System announced its support for withdrawing the mandatory use of masks in health centers, hospitals, pharmacies, and other social health centers, while keeping its mandatory use in areas of hospitals with critically ill or vulnerable patients. Still, at the moment, the rules remain the same. It's been a year since the fatal Melilla-Spain border crossing in Spain's North African enclave, where at least 23 people died and more missing. A year later, both sides of the border remained tight-lipped about what happened when around 2,000 migrants attempted to cross from Melilla into Spain. Moroccan and Spanish governments said migrants died after falling from fences, people suffocated from a stampede. However, privately obtained footage also shows police forcibly moving people along with batons, footage of tear gas and injured people lying on the floor without medical attention, which increased the death toll. In response to the lack of answers, hundreds of protesters rallied on Saturday the 24th near Melilla to demand justice. There were also demonstrations in Barcelona and Madrid. Since the fatal crossing, many NGOs have demanded answers from both governments. Amnesty International says the, quote, failure to investigate the disaster properly violates human rights and international law, end quote, and neither Spain nor Morocco has released information about the dead or missing to their loved ones. On that note about borders, ties between Spain and the UK are still tense over what to do with a border between Spain and the UK overseas territory in Gibraltar and Brexit negotiations. Spain refuses to recognize British sovereignty, labeling the territory as the last colony in Europe, and ownership flares up could be brewing. This causes extreme disruption to the thousands of cross-border workers who pass through every day. A hard border is enforced, it would be more difficult and expensive for these workers to pass through. Without Gibraltar, workers would also find it difficult to find a decent-paying job, as the south of Spain has some of the highest levels of unemployment in the country. Want to find out more? Check the link in the show notes. Moving on to ethics. Plans for the world's first commercial octopus farm are underway in Spain. However, as more research explores the intelligence and curiosity of octopi, can mass octopus farms remain ethical? That's the aim. Spanish seafood company and specialist Nueva Pescanova in its research facilities in Galicia. Nine tanks are filled with octopus vulgaris, the common octopus. Every day, teams of biologists test how slight variations in light levels, nutrition, other conditions affect these invertebrates as they want to find out whether high welfare octopus farming is possible or even desirable. 
Still, of course, there are many controversies, as many argue that farming a curious, affectionate, and exploratory animal would be unethical and environmentally unstable. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to have ads in this update? Help us out financially in the link in the show notes with anything you can. Want to support us but can't give us any money? No problem. Just tell your friends about us and subscribe. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.